Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Rachel Moore is a social media trainer who also edits a business e-magazine and runs a ladies networking group. She's very keen on using social media alongside networking to increase engagement. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Rachel. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Now, Rachel, you're a social media trainer, amongst other things. But I guess you haven't been doing that all your life because social media is still relatively new. So what's your background? You're right. It's um, I sort of fell into it, really. But my background is actually advertising and marketing. Mm. And I worked for a couple of large Yorkshire agencies uh, but that was back in the late 80s, early 90s. So it was uh, a long, long time ago. And in fact, the www dot was just coming out as <laughs> I was leaving. So that's how long ago it was. Um, I obviously did marketing and advertising back then. And then I went into sales. And then I actually, when my daughter was born, I went into network marketing. Mm. And... I was in network marketing for probably about six, maybe about five or six years Yeah. up until about 2008. And then I suddenly, I don't know, had a rush of blood. I don't know, <laughs> had a light bulb moment, depends what you want to call it. But the whole world was going into a recession in yeah. 2008. And I suddenly decided that, oh, I wonder whether... I should go online because I might be able to talk to more people than just one person at a time, mm. which was how I was conducting my network marketing business at the time. Yeah. The problem was I had got no idea at all how to do online because that just wasn't my background. Yeah. So I did a bit of research, made a few inquiries, came across something that I thought sounded like a plan, which was basically to set up a website. So I had to learn how to use a website. And then I started to blog about the health and nutrition products that I was selling in the network marketing Mm. industry. So once you do your blog, of course, you then need to get eyes on the blog. And Mm -hmm. the best way to get eyes on the blog is to use social media. So I then had to learn how to use social media. And... It was, it was really at that point that I realised the power of social media and what, well, I suppose what we'd never had when we were doing the traditional stuff because mm. we just had, you know, newspapers, magazines, TV, radio, bus sites, 48 yeah. sheets, things like that. And there was, you know, you could speak to so many people online for free. And I just couldn't understand why other businesses didn't know about it or you know weren't using it I was absolutely obsessed with it really because the more I learned the more it intrigued me yeah I ended up training quite a lot of my counterparts in the network marketing they were more friends really just you know when we get together and have our sort of monthly meeting we'd all ask each other what we were doing to generate leads and I was saying, oh, I've got a Facebook page. And they were like, ooh, what's one of those? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And even the network marketing company that I worked with, even they, the actual, the American company, didn't have a Facebook page at that stage. It was, you know, it was so, I mean, it wasn't so new, but it was just not really the way to do it. Yeah. 
So I ended up training for free quite a lot of people on my own learning journey. Mm. And then I think it eventually was about 2013 that I realised that actually I was training more people for free than I was actually promoting my own business (laughs) because my natural tendency would be to actually do the marketing side because that was what I enjoyed. The health and nutrition side had been purely to allow me to work from home when my daughter was um, going to school. So it wasn't really a surprise that I was earing towards one side and and not the other. So I decided really in 2013 that, you know, now was the time to start charging. And it was apparent all the way through my learning journey, because I'm no... I'm no techno whiz, I have to say. <laughs> I found it very difficult to grasp the tech, tech side of it, which actually back then was a little bit harder than it is now. Mm. So it's come on leaps and bounds. But it just became really obvious that if I'd been struggling and I'd got an advertising and marketing background, yeah. how was the average business owner going to cope? Yeah. And I think that was that was the driver, really, to me setting up Rachel Moore social media because I just knew that I could help people yeah. um, understand how they should use social media to to get business as yeah. a tool, a business tool. So in, in those early days and when you first set up your business, who, who were your clients? Was it other people that were doing network marketing to start with? It was really, or anybody that um, I knew, friends and family who were perhaps having a dabble with the business or had a bit of a business but didn't know what to do with social media or basically anyone who'd listen <laughs> <laughs> and, and and how is it now who are your who are clients these days my clients now are very much um, SMEs startups I do go into the larger uh, SMEs as well which um, you know could be solicitors and accountants and people like that mm-hmm. but a lot of it is uh, most definitely small businesses startups yeah solopreneurs that kind of thing and um you know I do I either do one-to-one on zoom or they come to me or I go into businesses and do it that way yeah and so what specifically do do you help them with it is it particular platforms or is it all the different social media platforms so it's mainly it's mainly Facebook LinkedIn Twitter Instagram Google. Mm-hmm. I am just venturing into TikTok. All right. <laughs> not my favourite at the moment, but you never know because I don't know much about it. Um, but I tend not to jump onto the new platforms unless I actually get asked to, to buy somebody to help out mm-hmm. with it. And I have now been asked, so I have to <laughs> venture venture in there. Um, I do Facebook ads as well, but yeah. I also do social media strategy and blogging and content creation, that kind of thing. Those are all the things that I train on. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty rounded package, really. Yeah. And so can you tell me about some of the success stories that your clients have had? How have they you know, improved their, their, their presence on social media with your help? Yeah, it's, I mean, there's so many to tell you about, really. But quite often, if I take it right back to the basics, a lot of people come because they are frightened of it. Mm. And that's really where it tends to start, that they're frightened of 
making a fool of themselves, posting yeah. the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing, pressing the wrong button, yeah. you know, you know, you know, the kind of thing. Yeah. And I totally get that because I was there myself. You know, I, I struggled right at the beginning. I remember sitting at my computer for about um, two hours wondering whether I should actually post here or here. And mm. this was on Facebook. I didn't realise that it didn't matter whether I posted <laughs> on there or there. It went to the same place. But I remember just sitting there being terrified. Um, so quite often, it's it's literally about getting them to commit to doing it. Yeah. Getting them to do it. And once they get going, they realise that actually if they do make a bit of a mistake, it doesn't really matter. Most people make mistakes along the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so a lot of the success stories are really based around the fact that people were doing nothing. Yeah. And then they start doing something. And because they're doing something, they obviously then get more visibility and the visibility leads to leads yeah. and um, inquiries and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So talking about mistakes then, what, what kind of things do you see people getting wrong on social media? Well, where would you like me to start with that one? <laughs> We've got um, hashtags. That's a great one. Lots of people really don't understand the hashtag mm. scenario and put either too many or too little and don't really understand why they're supposed to be using them anyway. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. You... <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a little giggle to myself there. You, you see people how should we put it they they don't have a strategy they don't have a plan mm. and they're just randomly posting and you know it does work to a little degree but actually if you've got a plan even if it's a really basic simple plan that just improves your chances of success and just being consistent yeah you know that's that one of the hardest things i think for anybody and even i struggle with that sometimes yeah. when you're busy it's very, very easy to, um, you know, put your social media to the bottom of the to-do yes. list. But actually, you get rewarded by the social media platforms for being consistent. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm suggesting you need to be on five times a day. Um, <laughs> Good. You know, yeah, yeah, quite. Your consistency might be that you only post twice a week, but at least if you're doing it twice a week every week, it is consistent. Yeah. yeah. What they don't want to see is you, you know, going quiet at work and having a flurry and posting every day and then doing nothing for the next six months yeah, yeah. that's what they don't really want so tell um, me about the the um the format that your training takes is it is it for groups is it one-to-one -one? is it face-to-face -face? is it online what, what what are you doing with your clients almost all of those <laughs> so um i do well up until the pandemic i was running literally live in the room workshops every week mm. sort of on a rolling program of facebook this week instagram next week and and so on and so forth but obviously that all had to come to an abrupt yeah. halt when we had the pandemic so pretty much everything went online then just because that's all all that we could do mm. so a lot of the clients that i've got who i used to train face to face are more than happy to do it now online whereas before i've always offered zoom but nobody knew what it was yes so every, yeah. everybody would say oh well i'll just come to you then or, or can you come into our offices mm -hmm. and now of course they're all happy to do it on zoom so i do one-to-one -one training 
I tend to do group training um, as well, you know, for, mm-hmm. for teams or whatever. But I also have um, a training hub, an online training hub, which is, and I suppose it is group training. We do a live weekly training every week, yeah. short sort of bite-sized training, but it's on random subjects. So it's not particularly you know, a Facebook course or a LinkedIn course. It will eventually create a LinkedIn course or a Facebook course, but what we tend to do is um, the people who actually are in the membership site request the training. So it's what they need to know, and then I train them on it, and then it's all recorded and put into the hub so that people can refer back to it um, at their convenience. Yeah. And so what kind of businesses do you find are coming to you or is it a real cross-section oh it's a real real cross-section from therapists to electricians to accountants to solicitors to network marketers to foreign exchange people (laughs) it's just honestly it's and that's what I like about it really because you know the theory is the same and the tools are the same but you just have to put your head into a different marketplace yeah. in, or, in order to promote that particular business. Yeah. I think if I was just helping solicitors every day of the week, I'd get very bored yeah. because it would be the same conversation all the time. But I like to be able to say, OK, so right now, so you're an architect, right? OK, so what are the people that you're trying to speak to? What are they going to like to see? Let's mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so nice it have variety, it isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So let's have a little bit chat about networking now. I know that you run your own networks. Tell me about that and how that came about. Okay, so it's a network called BLAH, which stands for <laughs> Business Ladies Around Harrogate. And it actually began 10 years ago. Mm. And funnily enough, I joined it, but with my network marketing company. right not as Rachel Moore social media and the young ladies who started the actual networking group I, I think they very quickly well I think one got pregnant and another one wanted to do something else with the business and four of us who were actually part of the group decided to take it over mm. and so I, I sort of I'm on the committee of the four people who run it and that way it doesn't take up too much time. I sort of manage the social media, somebody does the admin, somebody does the website, and somebody yeah. organises the venue, that kind of thing. It just, you know, it makes light work of everything. Um, but it's not a paid membership networking um, experience. It's literally, we go to a restaurant on the first Friday of each month in Harrogate, and we do networking, we have a workshop, an educational business workshop, and then we have a two-course lunch. Mm -hmm. And during the two-course lunch, we switch tables, so there's a bit more networking going on. And then we have coffee afterwards, and and that's the end of that. But it's literally just a pay-as-you-go. And if you don't like the topic that we're covering, then you don't go that month. (laughs) If you do, then you you book on. It's that kind of thing. But it's very low-key. It's, you know, you don't stand up and do your... 45 to 60 second pitch yeah it's it's much more relaxed than that which I think is why the ladies like it yeah and did, did you carry on doing an online version during the pandemic or do you did you have a break from it 
We did both, actually. We carried it on probably right up until the last sort of three months, and then I think we decided to just give it a bit of a break because there was just so much networking going on, wasn't there? And we just decided that, yeah, we'd just have a little break, and then we started it all back up again once we were... I think about November last year, actually, I think was the first one, which we did as a social and then dropped back into it in January. So as, as well as running your network, do you, you attend other networking meetings as well? I do. Yes, I do. And I think um, social media and networking or, you know, are a great combination. Yeah. Because you know, not only do you meet new people at the networking events, but you can very easily connect with them on LinkedIn mm-hmm or Facebook or Instagram or wherever they are, or all of them even. Um, And so you can grow your network very, very quickly, which is obviously really what social media is about, isn't it? Growing networks and um, making connections and building relationships. So I think it works incredibly well. Yeah, I think the social media just makes it so much easier to to keep in touch with people, doesn't it, after you've met them for the first time? Yes, it does. It does, you know, friends as well. It's just so easy to drop them a little message, isn't it? Even if, you know, not seeing them for six months or eight months. Um, It doesn't take much to keep in touch with people. Yeah. Now, something else I know you do, you must be very busy, Rachel, is you run an e-magazine. Tell me about who that's for and what it contains. Okay, yes, my... I think it's it's probably now my little hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's called Coffee, Cake and Educate. And it came out originally, the idea came to me in lockdown because I had quite a lot of clients who, well, whose businesses either closed, as in temporarily, Mm -hmm. or they were just struggling to get in front of people. And I've got quite a large mailing list and I've got, you know, a reasonable amount of connections. And I just thought how could I get some of those people in front of my connections without breaking GDPR Mm. rules and without it being a spammy kind of sales exercise? And I thought, well, I wonder if I could, you know, get them to write articles and pop those articles into a magazine and then send the magazine out to my mailing list and to my um, connections on social media. So we we did one and that was very well received and so I've just carried on doing it it comes out every sort of well it depends how busy I am really so it's every eight to ten weeks Mm -hmm. and there's only generally seven or eight articles in there of about 500 words each but it just it gives it's a business to business magazine it's obviously it's free to read and it's free to feature so if anybody's listening and they want to feature get in touch that's absolutely fine but it must it must be educational or informative. It's not a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's literally, I want the reader to have learned something at the end of the article. Um, so, yeah, and it's, it's actually, from my point of view, it's a really good marketing tool as well. Mm. Not, not just for me, but for the other people, because, you know, they, if they're in that magazine, they can send that out to their mailing list, which yes. means that if there's eight people in the magazine... And everybody's sending it out to their mailing list. Everybody's getting in front of a brand new audience. Yeah. And so, so what, what kind of topics have some of the um, articles covered? We've had um, wills and probate, 
um, CRM systems. Obviously, I always write something about social media. We've had um, oh crikey, you're really asking now. There's been about <laughs> there's been about seven issues. Um, HR. Oh, ooh, I could have done with prepping this before we came <laughs> on, couldn't I? Really, honestly, there's all sorts of things that that have been um, discussed in there, but it's it has to be it has to be business to business. Yeah. So finally, then, just leading on for that, if people are interested in reading your e-magazine or um, or finding out about any of the other things that you do, Rachel, how can they get in touch with you? They could just um, contact me via my website. That would get through to me, which is rachelmoresocialmedia.com or they can happily connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter <laughs> or Facebook. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I'm under Rachel Moore Social Media on all of the platforms. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for chatting to me today. And um, pleasure. I shall look out for you on social media, Rachel. Well, I'll certainly be there. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.